Fishing News is sponsored by these fine partners. I'm Jim Hutchinson with a New Jersey Delaware Bay edition of the Fisherman Magazine. It's Thursday, May 11th, and tonight the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council will meet in Stafford Township at 5 p.m., where striped bass is expected to take center stage in the regulatory discussion. Now, I do have an update on the Grand Slam fishing going on right now at the Jersey Shore. The big four, of course, fluke, weak fish, jumbo blues, and stripers. And of course, Black Drum has gone bonkers, right? The entire Cape May fleet is just booking solid charters this month into June and throughout June for Black Drum. All that good stuff you'll find in the May edition of the Fisherman Magazine. It's in newsstands, and if you're like mine, it looks like the, uh, the, the my postman might have, may have chewed it up a little bit. But that's there. Um, before we talk about the latest reports, let's just um, return to that striper discussion we had last week to get a handle um, on what New Jersey regulators will be talking about tonight, Thursday, May 11th. First of all, I got to remind you, it's not the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council that's doing this. It's not the Division of Fish and Wildlife in New Jersey. It's not Governor Murphy. It's not any of that. Um, the ones responsible for ratcheting down this regulation are the regional administrators, ASMFC, Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission. I, I'll say that because the Fisherman Magazine's Instagram and social media accounts were gone bonkers last week, and not all of the statements were 100% correct, the people that were talking to our Instagram account. Of course, I will tell you that I wasn't exactly 100% accurate in my report last week, but I'll fix that in just a moment. You see, the reason for this emergency decision is that members of the ASMFC voted to drop the maximum size limit of the coastwide slot to just 31 inches, right? So most of the states are 28 to 35. New Jersey has been 28 to less than 38. Now everybody has to comply. Anyone who had that 28 to whatever slot now has to go to an, uh, a slot of 21 or 28 to 31 inches. Every state is required to bring their regulations into line with the deadline of July 2nd, or ostensibly suffer the consequences of being labeled out of compliance. And if that is found at the ASMFC and it's approved by the Department of Commerce, well, that is the position where we get into that situation where all the enforcement officials from NOAA all the way down through the states have to require uh, you know, higher scrutiny and basically, if we go out of compliance, they'll shut our entire fishery down. Why is this being done? Well, let's go to the videotape, so to speak. In last week's video, I spent the first half, eight minutes uh, of the forecast talking about why the ASMFC uh, did this. But one little fix, however, I said uh, that I wasn't 100% accurate, as I mentioned, but I'm not I'm mathematically challenged. It was looking at the di different charts. So let's go full screen on this one. 
uh, and look at the chart because you'll see what I'm talking about. This comes directly from the ASMFC's species profile page. That's at ASMFC.org. So the dotted line, the blue, the light blue line where it intersects with the 2004 age one numbers, that's the rebuilding target for spawning stock biomass or SSB or uh, adult stripers who are capable of spawning. That's the goal that we have to reach to rebuild the striped bass stock by 2029. Now the dark red vertical lines below it, that, that represents age one fish for that giving year. Thus the higher vertical line for recruitment in 2016, that represents one year old fish in that year. Those are the fish that were born in 2015, which represents a good year class of young of the year baby stripers. That's where I made the mistake last week. But that's why the ASMSC lowered the bar to 31 inches on the coastwide slot because those now eight-year-old striped bass are roughly in the 31 to 32 inch range. Thus, lowering the slot to 31 inches will ensure that most of the larger fish in that year class will be protected from recreational harvest. Except of course in Maryland, where the Maryland Trophy striped bass season continues through May 15th where anglers on Maryland's Chesapeake waters are able to harvest one striper of 35 inches and over fresh off the Chesapeake spawn. So again, we're directing all of the harvest attention on not the 2016 year old fish or the 2015 young of the year fish. We're applying all the pressure to the two years that came after 2015, the first born of 2016 and the first born of 2017. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Massachusetts fishermen, Massachusetts, of course, led this uh, this change at the ASMC. You anglers in Massachusetts are able to purchase a commercial striped bass that allows you to become a commercial fisherman for striped bass. And I think uh, commercial fisher, uh, fishermen in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're permitted to keep 34 inch and over striped bass. So Maryland, I don't know, it seems like not a lot of the, the folks up there are too upset about the 28 to 31 regular slot because they can just go get a commercial permit, drop down a couple of bucks and, and keep and sell fish over 34 inches. And maybe that's why Massachusetts led the effort, I'm not sure. But I know uh, while some folks are happy in Massachusetts, some of the for hire guys I spoke to up there, they're not happy at all because you're not allowed to run recreational trips on a commercial vessel, right? These new regulations, of course, one at 28 to 31 inches will, like I said, direct all the harvest on age six and seven fish represented in those vertical lines before of 27 and 18. Uh, 17 and 18, that's when they were a year old. And I'm not sure what kind of impact the management plan will have by directing all the harvest on one or two age classes. Uh, and I'm not sure what it'll do statistically on the mortality, right? Keep in mind that there's a 9% mortality rate on catch and release striped bass fishing. Roughly one striped bass out of nine or, or out of 10 or 11, nine out of 100 that gets released considered by the researchers to be dead. So if a guy wants to keep a striped bass for the table and only has a three inch size limit to go by, well, he's, what's he gonna do? He's gonna have to keep catching more fish, catching, he's gonna have to keep going. It's gonna release, uh, add more mortality just to get to that keeper, you would think. I'm not sure uh, about a lot of this, right? Let's call that the missing technical data from the ASMFC discussion. And I expect that will be discussed tonight in Stafford Township, 260 East Bay Avenue, 
when the New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meets 5 p.m. That is at the Stafford Township Administrative Office Building, 260 East Bay Avenue in Manahawkin. And if you have an opinion on striped bass management, that's the place to be on Thursday. And those are the folks who want to hear your thoughts before making the final decision on what to do here in the Garden State. If this meeting is not well attended, I guess it's safe to say that recreational fishermen as a whole have lost all faith in the process. And if you can't make that meeting, if you're stuck someplace and you just can't drive to Manahawkin, Google New Jersey Marine Fisheries Council meeting. You'll find the link and the webinar. You can look at it from the, com the, the comfort of your own home. Make yourself a cup of coffee or something. Hopefully I'll see you there. I will be there. I'll also be on hand next week and I want you there for the Gray Fish Tag Research Striper Quest. It's another year of striped bass tagging in the Northeast Striped Bass Study. And yes, sir, Team Timon, Critter Catchers, Fin Chasers, uh, um, Crunch, Two River Charters, and the rest will be out there on the Raritan Bay and off Sandy Hook looking for stripers on May 18th. And this year, we'd like you to join us. This year, we're extending invitations to our supporting fishing clubs and anglers who want to be a part of this amazing event. And you, my friend, are personally invited. Your entry fee of $350 per boat, that goes to Gray Fish Tag Research. That's like a, it's like a donation to Gray, but you and your crew will get a supply of tagging sticks, tagging supplies, two custom study shirts to the participating boats. Additional shirts will be available for sale. And the top tagging team next week, next Thursday on the grounds, will be awarded a striped bass mount courtesy of Gray Taxidermy and some other great prizes. You'll be able to join us at the Wednesday night captain's meeting on the 17th from 6 till 8 p.m. That's gonna be at Ross Brewing Company at, in Port Monmouth. Then it's off to Bar's Landing on Thursday morning. Uh, that's the 18th, we'll tag some striped bass. It's lines in at 7 a.m. and out by 2.30 in the afternoon. Now folks always ask me how to get involved in the Northeast striped bass tagging study. They ask about getting tags. Well, grab a crew. Right? Pay the $350, support Gray Fish Tag Research, and compete for the big catch and release prize. Uh, a mount, a big trophy mount from Gray Taxidermy. There's a great raffle. Um, we have some prizes to give away. Um, there'll be a little party at bars after the fishing is over. And again, you're supporting uh, a terrific and incredible data collection effort with the Northeast Striped Bass Study and Gray Fish Tag Research. Now, you'll need to be present at the event at Ross Brewing to register for the event. Register, get your study shirts, your tagging supplies. That's where it's all gonna be done. We're gonna discuss the program. You'll meet Bill and Roxanne uh, and all of our crews. We'll talk about the mini-pad devices, two satellite devices. We'll go into Stripe Bass next week as well. But if you'd like to get in on Striper Quest next Thursday, call Roxanne Wilmer today. And I do hope to see you next week. For more than 20 years, Anglers everywhere have come to know one thing, that nothing says no to fish bites. Well, I do hope you have enough packages of fish bites and canisters of gulp because Jersey Fluke action is underway. A rather dismal start to the week last week as we talked about, but boy, we got some solid reports uh, over the weekend when we were doing some uh, reports for thefisherman.com. And uh, I really do think the back bays are turning on pretty hot and heavy. And especially with some more sun like we've had this week, yeah, things should get good. Steve Urbano and his boys Benny and Alex got into the summer flounder action on Great Bay this past Saturday. 
17-incher and a 19-incher, both of which are keepers. Uh, and by all accounts this week in Anthony Califano's reports from South Jersey that you'll see at thefisherman.com, Great Bay is loaded with flatties. Qua Win was out back even deeper into South Jersey, Atlantic, maybe Cape May County, middle of this week. He said he put the Century Demon Rod to this 18 and a half incher, put this 18 and a half incher on the deck. Three eighths ounce jig head tipped with chartreuse five inch gulp swimming mullet. Also in our reports this week, spoke to the folks at Grassy Sound Marina. Uh, that opening contest in Wildwood this past Saturday, congratulations to John Flynn of Ridley Township, PA, took top honors with a 4.7-pounder. Uh, uh, and uh, actually, Debbie told us, in addition to that fish, there were a lot of uh, good-sized fluke right there near the marina. So they're in those channels. And, and again, things are warming up uh, here in New Jersey, in both the New Jersey and Delaware Bay region. Um, but it does seem that this, this time of year especially, the bite is always better in the back, and it's typically always better on the outgoing tide. If you think about it, uh, we're in that transitional time, right? Back bay waters were, will warm faster. Outgoing tide, warm water rushes out, fluke are active. Then all of a sudden that fresh inlet incoming water and you've got that fresh, uh, not fresh, but it's the cool ocean water comes in. It chills things off and a lot of times those fish kind of go into a slow bite. But again, as we work into June, uh, when things really start to transition where the back bay and the ocean water temperatures are more likely to be the same and things in, in the back get too warm, Right now, your opportunities are better along those creek mouths, the channel edges, the flats, uh, where waters are warmer, and also the bait fish might be more prevalent. We did get a good report this week as well across the Delaware Bay at Lewis Harbor Marina, where Jeff Purdy, Leo Leifeld, and Tekken Willie caught a mess of fish in the canal, ostensibly while warming up for next week's Joe Morris Memorial uh, Flounder Tournament. That is held out of Lewis Harbor Marina every year raises money in the fight against pancreatic cancer in the name of the late, great Joe Morris. Now, the big story out of Delaware this past week was the new pending state record tog caught by Long Island's James Milano. Uh, he caught this 22.9 pound blackfish off the Delaware coast aboard the Rehoboth Beach-based charter boat, no limit, captained by John Azado. Now, I would remind you that Delaware has just finally updated their black sea bass regulations. So while Delaware's tog fishery ends on May 15th, that's when black sea bass opens with a 15 fish bag and a 13 inch size limit. Of course, New Jersey black sea bass opens up next week as well. 12 and a half inch size limit, May 17th to June 19th with a 10 fish bag, then July 1st through August 31st with a one fish bag. It'll kick back open again October, uh, with 10 fish, and then it's 15 fish in November and December. The bluefish have arrived. Eric Lewandowski says it, lives it, shows it off. Mullet rig in the beach, getting it done. 14-year-old Marin Schneider said the racers invaded the Manasquan River as well. Nice sunny, sunny day over the weekend. Good, good. I finally got a chance to splash the boat, so hopefully I'll join you on the water this weekend. Of course, that's half a slam, right? Fluke and bluefish. Well, we need that striper and wiki to complete the official New Jersey inshore slam. You know the wikis are in. 
I heard from Frankie, uh, Frank, the weak fish whisperer, Ruzinski, on Wednesday. He reported to me, he said he had one of the best weak fish days in years. Quote, I haven't posted any photos because word isn't out and I'm out here all by myself. Frank was on vacation this week. He said, it's like the good old days. Big girls are chasing the hooked fish right to the surface. Frank also said he had uh, 18 weekies to seven pounds. And he added, quote, if you'd like to use this in your weekly video, it's fine because I'm coming home on Friday. Hoorah. Big week fish. Thanks, Frank. That's in South Jersey. I don't know where. He's not telling me. But I think some people are going to see this photo and say, he's there. They're on him. And of course, just like TJ Carroll on the cover of this week's Digital Weekly Edition of the Fisherman Magazine, who you saw a few weeks ago in this video forecast holding that jumbo midday tide runner taken on a voodoo shad and reported back to Charlie's bait and tackle in Normandy. Well, don't forget, Weakfish is the fish of the month for May in the Fisherman Magazine's Dream Boat Fishing Challenge. Subscribers only, my friends. That means those of you who get the digital weekly edition and get access to everything in the fisherman.com, you're subscribed. You're in the tournament. All you have to do is catch one of those big fish, bring it to your local tackle shop, and then submit the, the, the registration information. And if you're not in this tournament, I don't know why you're not subscribed to the Fisherman Magazine. But Weak Fish seems to be the top story in our Dreamboat leaderboard this week. For more on that, let's check in with my man, Tim C. Smith. Now it's time for the Dreamboat update. A lot has happened in the first 10 days of the Dreamboat challenge. For starters, we're seeing a ton of weak fish coming in, eight to be exact. The top three are as follows. Jose Negron is holding third place with a 6.11 pounder taken from Connecticut waters. In second place, we have another Connecticut fish from Joe Apanowicz at 6.75 pounds. And finally, Richard Boyce leads with his 7.7 .7 pounder taken from New York waters. Porgy fishing also seems to be showing signs of early life. We have two entries to report. A 2.2 pounder landed by Long Islander Logan Schwarz and a 3.04 pounder entered by Bobby Cifarelli hailing from Banford, Connecticut. We also saw our first Gator Bluefish in the contest, an impressive 15.88 pounder entered by Eddie from West Islip, New York. Lastly, we have a single 3.1 pound Sea Robin to report landed by Brian Zimbreski of East Northport, New York. The Dream Boat Fishing Challenge is the fisherman subscriber only multi-species fishing competition with a chance to win a 21-foot Steigercraft center console powered by Yamaha, along with many other great prizes. Visit thefisherman.com to subscribe and get all the details so you can be part of the action. The weather forecast here at the Jersey Shore heading into this Mother's Day weekend looks pretty solid except for some showers in the forecast early Saturday. But according to the NOAA inshore marine forecast, for our near shore waters of course, when any rain departs on uh, Saturday afternoon, things look especially good. So maybe get some things done around the house if it's raining, but just make sure you know that you're looking to get out and about on Saturday afternoon. Rain or shine, it doesn't matter to me. I'll be out at the boatyard on Bonnet Island, Manahawkin, on the way into Long Beach Island for the Bridge Walk in Industrial Wind Rally with Stafford Mayor Meyer, marine biologist Tricia DeVoe, 
New Jersey 101.5 personality Bill Spadia, Congressman Jeff Van Drew, and former gubernatorial candidate Jack Chatterelli. That is this Saturday, May 13th. Starts in the morning, I think around 9.30, but you can get all the details at wearelbi.com. That's where you'll find it. You can also check my editor's log this week at thefisherman.com. It has all the, all the details about this event. Uh, I will be speaking, and I, I, I talk a little bit about my glory days growing up in Southern Ocean County in the LBI area. We'll take a look at a few of the more impressive striped bass catches in the, in the last week since we last reported here at thefisherman.com. But first, let's spend two minutes with my good friend, George, the Pocono Outdoors guy. Well, hey, Jim, you know, finally the weather is starting to turn more seasonable, and I think we're in really good shape if you guys want to get out and fish this week. What are you going to do? Well, here's a couple ideas. You know, on the Delaware River, uh, Tim Keebler from Finseeker Guide Service checked in. He was getting a couple of guys on to some great trout. Father-son team of Jeremy, Zach, and Caleb uh, were out getting some of those American shad, doing real well, loaded up on them. So the river is still a good source for shad if you want to get out and try that. Now, Rich Bates, he was up in Lake Ariel, and he was out getting some of these largemouth, probably pre-spawn largemouth, but they're already staging up in those um, brand new growth of those lily pads, so a good place to look for them as these bass move up into that shallow water, so good options there. Now, what else you going to do? How about some walleye? Good friend Josh Taylor, uh, we were out actually fishing some carp this weekend and looking for those big old trophies, but we didn't score there, but Josh managed to get his hands on a couple of these really nice nice post-spawn walleye. So guys, a good option there if you want to get out and try some of that deeper water. And finally, in the Lehigh River, if you want to get out and try some uh, brown trout, uh, I checked in with Steve Kolnick, river guide there. He said that brown trout fishing is phenomenal. Water levels are returning back to normal. You got brown trout, rainbow trout, even some smallmouth in the mix. So lots to do, guys. We finally have a great weekend, so I hope you're able to get out and get on them. From Pennsylvania, I'm George, your Pocono Outdoors guy. From the Pocono Mountains to the Pacific coast of Costa Rica, we have a report from my friend Ben from Marina Pesvela in Capos. Hey there guys, this is Ben Gilmore with this week's fishing report from here in Costa Rica and the Marina Pesvela. We got a really nice sailfish bite going on right now. Double digit sailfish bites out there. We were in there yesterday. Um, really nice sailfish bite going on. We're going back out there right now, so wish us luck out there today, guys. We got a few blue marlin offshore as well, some Dorado, and the yellowfin tuna bite has been really nice as well. Only yesterday, my friend caught one 120 pounds yellowfin tuna, so really, really nice. Inshore, we've had some good Kubera snapper, some rooster fish, and some big old snook down at our river mouths. Come down and see us, guys. We've got some great fishing June, July, August. We'd love to see you here at the Marina Pez Vela. This is Ben Gilmore. Back to you guys. Ray Cooper tells me that he and young Cade here had two trophy stripers off a popular Cape May beach this week, fishing just two hours, one evening, finding a 43-inch and a 48-inch pair of striped bass willing to play a little catch and release. Ray said, quote, my little man won't ever forget, nor should he. Nicely done, Cade. Manny Batera said that Stone Harbor Surf delivered for him this week a 20-minute battle on a 43-inch striped bass that fell for fresh clam, caught and released. Up the beaches of Cape, Atlantic County, 
jetties between Atlantic City and Brigantine. Hop the next inlet, where Matt Shapiro reeled in this little guy this week. That's what was reported by Steve over at Jingles Bait and, and Tackle in, in Beach Haven. Yeah, little guy. Just a shade over 47 inches and released to swim another day. Cape May County, Atlantic County, Southern Ocean County, and yes, up into Monmouth County and heading up into Raritan Bay. By beach or by boat, striped bass are on the move. Chris Carlino said his wife Nancy got this beast in North Jersey, somewhere on the Raritan, maybe outside of Sandy Hook. Nancy got this one 52 and a half inches, 27 three quarter inch girth, quick boga, pegged this fish at between 50 and 52 pounds. Nicely done, Nancy. Big, small slots. Uh, there are enough dinner table fish in the mix as well, if you wish. Uh, again, you still have that 28 to less than 38. New York is still 28 to 35 until the states decide to get the mandate in place. And again, they have until July 2nd. So take advantage of that like Michelle Cook here did uh, with this keeper aboard the sauerkraut up along the rare bay. Of course, we're still a ways away uh, from the rest of the actual migration, right? Those fish that are coming out of Chesapeake Bay, we're starting to get some of those ocean running fish uh, ostensibly from the uh, Chesapeake spawn. Uh, I know Chuck Manny is back dialed in. He's had him up to 50 pounds in the last week. Uh, and it, it, we're only gonna see better action through the rest of this month and into June. And according to Zach Davis, he caught and released this 42-incher on the Delaware River in Philadelphia this week. That's in addition to the 42-incher he caught last week and the 52-incher the week before. Catch and release spawning stripers along the, uh, along the Delaware River. There's more post-spawn striped bass fishing to come. And heck, I don't even know, really, I don't know if anybody does. If those Chesapeake spawn fish, do they go all the way down to the mouth of the Chesapeake? Probably not, right? They drop down and maybe shoot right through that, that, C, uh, that, that C and D canal, come up through the Delaware as, as well. Again, uh, if you care about the striped bass fishery, attend a meeting. Listen to the folks deliberating the options, ask questions, and by all means, share your opinions in courteous, respectful fashion. In New Jersey, that happens tonight, Thursday, May 11th, Manahawkin, get involved, participate in the process, and let's fill the room to show solidarity with striped bass and all those who fish for them. By the way, Big thanks to the bird man of Alcatraz, the fish man on the rock, Brigantine's Andy Seagull Savior Grossman, who I was told by the uh, local vet's office there in Brigantine came to the rescue with a 15 foot net to scoop a seagull out of a retaining pond that was in serious distress. Andy Grossman, you're the Audubon man of the month. Congratulations. Hey folks, I'll see you tonight in Manahawkin and Lord willing, I'll see you again next week right here. Boy, I hope to get away from my desk soon. Stop calling about striped bass, let's get involved. And I do hope to see you next Thursday, right? Striper Quest, Raritan Bay, lock it in. And check us out next week again right here at thefisherman.com. <laughs>